0: share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry, and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations, both on and off the playing field. And now, here's your host, Julian Blinn.
1: So today, we have the honor to interview again Dr. Ron the Associate Professor of Sports Marketing at Duquesne University in the School of Business. So as a reminder, Ron has worked for 20 years in sports, including 15 years in the NBA, with the Sixers in the Nets and then five years in the NCA. So, Ron, it's great to have you again on the show. Thank you, Julian. Happy to be here. We're going to knock a couple of these topics out real quick, and uh,
2: thanks for being um, – I really appreciate being part of this.
1: Right. So, thanks. Ron, uh, what I want to talk – and there's a lot to cover today, right? I'd love yes. to get your take on the MLB and the Houston Astros uh, winning the World Series. And then right. we we'll, we'll like to talk about uh, reports uh, saying that Jeff Bezos and the rapper Jay-Z – are apparently looking to buy the NFL team, the Commanders. Yes. And then we'll switch on to the NBA. One of the big stories has been uh, Kerry Irvine's suspension following his social media post. And then we'll talk about the NHL starting up. And then uh, we'll talk and discuss college football, as well as Neil, uh, since we've been, he's been talking about Neil for about two years now. And then yes. we'll talk about the Leave Golf League and then the upcoming soccer World Cup in Qatar, which is starting very soon, as it sounds.
2: Sounds perfect. Let's do it.
1: Right. So first topic was the MLB, right? So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the Houston Astros winning the World Series? Was it a surprise to you that they won?
2: No, it wasn't a surprise to me at all that they won. I mean, they had the, I think, had the most wins in the American League, and uh, maybe the Dodgers had more in the National League. But, uh, you know, you can't be surprised when a team that wins 106 games yeah. Goes on to win the whole thing. I think the Phillies were a little more surprising coming in as the new formatted uh, six seed uh, mm-hmm. as a wild card team with only I think 87 wins. Uh, the fact that they got there it was was even more amazing. Now you know I, I am biased. I'm going to admit I was born in Philadelphia and I'm a big Phillies fan. Yeah, but uh, I think there's no doubt that the 2017 World Series with the Astros is tainted, and the fact that they paid five million dollars to uh a fine they acknowledged a fine of five million dollars what is the commissioner supposed to do um vacate that i mean that's a really hard thing to do we don't want the mlb to turn into the major league baseball into the wwf so that was left behind this one feels a little more legit i think yeah. it is legitimate the 2022 astros world series championship and you know what do they say to the victors go the spoils so Yeah, I'm not surprised they won it, Um, but it was uh, extremely exciting. It it brought a a ton of revenue and attention to Philadelphia with those undefeated Eagles uh, in the NFL, the only one left in the NFL right now. And then this Mm -hmm. with all the wins against the Cardinals and the Padres uh, and then getting to where they were was was just, uh, it was really exhilarating. And I think it was a
1: really nice lift for the MLB. That's for sure. And I, you know, when I think my pierced mercenary, when I think about the Astros, I can't stop thinking about what happened, right? A few years ago. And I think a lot of people still think about, you know, what they've done. But I think this year, uh, a lot of people, most people realize that they won it fair and square. I don't think you can discuss that, right? Yeah. Oh. And they've been to the World
2: Series, what, for the last six years? And they've won two. So, I mean, it's, This is, I don't know how we're going to define a a team of destiny. They're on a roll. I mean, they've got this thing figured out, and they've done it with two different managers. I'm happy for Mm -hmm. Dusty Baker, 73 years old. He's been in the game for an extremely long time. Hank Aaron was his mentor. So, I mean, you got to be happy for Dusty.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hey, you talk about the NFL and the Eagles, but one of the big topics that happened recently is the fact that uh, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos and the rapper, uh, Jay-Z, are reportedly interested in forming a partnership to buy the Mm -hmm. NFL team called the Commanders. Now, regarding the Commanders, they issued a statement announcing that Snyder, the owner, and his wife, Tanya, hired Bank of America Securities to consider potential transaction for the franchise. However, Mm -hmm. Snyder has not yet made a final decision about selling or part of the team, which is valued Mm -hmm. at about 5.6 billion. what would that be? Do you think would it be a good move for Bezos and Jay Z to uh, purchase the team? And by the way, I even heard that uh, Kevin Durant, right, might be interested as well, being part of the uh, that group. So, what is your take on that? Uh,
2: they're going to pay a lot of money for it. I mean, the price of these uh, NFL franchises is through the roof. Uh, did you? Uh, the question I'd ask you is: Are you hearing what kind of price tag are we talking? Two point five billion? Are we talking? Are we talking $3 billion? I, I don't know what the price is. It's going to be a lot. I don't know that one person wants to buy all that. But it's uh, Daniel Snyder seems to be a person that um, has very few friends right now. And he seems to be being pushed out, as we saw with the L.A. Clippers owner. You know, for the right price, we can push almost anybody out, it seems like. There is yeah. a conspiracy theorist that the teams like the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Giants, they... Uh, they kind of want to keep them in place because, they have, to, <laughs> because <not> they, good. <laughs> they have to play Washington twice a year, the commanders. So that's something that I don't know that those meetings actually took place or phone calls or, or what, but he's not a very popular guy right now for like a lot of different reasons. And I'm not surprised uh, it seems like the people you mentioned have the deep pockets to get this thing done.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Jay-Z is worth like 1.5 billion uh the wealthiest rapper I think in in the U.S. and then Bezos is not worth like two hundred billion like like uh, Elon Musk, but he I think he's you know is very really wealthy, so he could afford it. Uh, yeah, so I we- think he, he could eat
2: uh, surf and turf tonight if he wants to. There's no doubt. And Jay Z just seems to be I'd call him a little more than just a rapper right now. I mean, he's uh, he's got his hands in a lot of different things. He's an extremely successful businessman.
1: Yeah, no, that's for sure. Hey, uh, another topic uh, that's, I'd like to talk about about the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets suspended Kerry Irvine for at least five games without mm-hmm. pay, uh, dismayed by his uh, repeat failure to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs. So hours mm-hmm. after Irvine uh, refused to issue the apology that NBA Commissioner Adam Silver sought for, po- uh, for posting a link to an anti-Semitic work on his Twitter feed. The, mm-hmm. the Nets said that Irving is currently unfit to be uh, associated with the Brooklyn Nets, and they suspended him. So uh, what is your take on this whole thing that happens with uh, Kyrie Irving? Do you know that Kyrie Irving, was he suspended with pay or without pay? Without pay.
2: Without pay. Okay. So I saw some of the comments, and they're horrific. I mean, they're, 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 they're tragic. I mean, you just can't speak that way about somebody's religion and uh, think that not, there isn't going to be blowback on this. I don't know why he thinks the things that he says. He said he has other supporters around him or something. Nobody believes the stuff that knows the facts, believes what he says. So it, there are a lot of owners that, that are Jewish in the NBA, yeah. and uh, it's very offensive to everybody involved depending, doesn't matter what your net worth is. You, you can't say that thing. Why would you want to say some things about a whole group of people like that? Like that's never going to fly. And it's certainly not going to fly in 2022. And I don't know why he doesn't apologize. It always, you know, we go back to when he won the championship when they were down 3-1 to Golden State in Cleveland in 16. And he mysteriously ends up demanding to trade. I can't mm-hmm. play with LeBron anymore anymore. And LeBron tried to mend the fences and he just couldn't do it. And it was the Boston like that really felt strange, right? Yeah. Very strange that that all happened. Then he does. He falls out of bad favor there. And then and then he goes to the Nets and they haven't done a thing since he's been there. It's the guy that played seven games in college at Duke. And I know he was injured. Uh, and then he declared for the, the NBA draft. And, you know, he, no one questions his talent. Uh, he he misses a lot of games there's just seems this whirling he didn't want to get uh, the COVID shot and that's fine that's your personal beliefs that's okay yeah like there's always drama around this guy there's always problems and issues and at some point is he uh, you know is the juice is the squeeze worth worth the juice I mean that's how I see Kyrie and it's just a sad he can't get out of his own way
1: yeah, I think maybe he's just too stubborn, or I, I don't know. It it seems it's it's quite complicated. It's hard to follow what's going on in his mind. Uh, some people, I even read some comments saying that he didn't even when he put the the I guess the picture of, you know, the post. He didn't really know what was the content of that uh, what he put in there, right? Like he didn't even spend yeah, I- the time to to because <laughs> sometimes people put a bunch of stuff but they don't even. Uh, take the time to to learn about you know What's, what they're sharing or, right well
2: when you have millions of followers like i yeah. think you either you hire somebody to clear that stuff for you yeah. or or you or or you take the time to do it right and do it yourself and you know i they're always there's some every nba team every professional team even college teams they have people that are much more tech savvy than i am that study the social media uh especially in college they're, they're so afraid that something's going to be posted you know that's that's not politically correct and just doesn't feel right and they have in, in them in the pro sports too and how this gets past that filter is, is like beyond me I, I i don't know he just goes rogue it does whatever he wants
1: yeah you're right uh, i mean that's the fact i didn't apologize for it that's the that's just mind blowing, right? That's I mean, right. Don't... If he had apologized
2: and said, "Look, I don't know, I didn't, I wasn't studying that closely. I made a mistake, and I certainly don't feel that way." Yeah, you know, that's we it. Probably, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation, but he is dug in deeper now.
1: Yeah, and, he's,
2: he's, and that's you know, that. That that's just wrong. I yeah. mean, how many games has the guy really played over the last like five years? If you break down eighty-two games, like for whatever reason he doesn't play, and now he pulls a stunt like this, like this this is this ain't going away anytime soon
1: yeah uh, it's yeah it's very complicated um so the next topic is about the nhl right the nhl uh, starting up now i know mm-hmm. it's early in the season uh you know what are your predictions for this year if i if i the, the nhl yeah, the national hockey early, hockey right but <laughs> yeah it's it's real early we have a lot of
2: problems out here in pittsburgh we have aging stars and this is what happens. Uh, even Tom Brady will tell you, uh, Father Time is still undefeated. So you know they're struggling right now. But you, uh, the I love the NHL. I, I I have the ESPN Plus package. I think I pay like seven or eight dollars a month, and yeah. they have something called In the Crease, where they give you the highlights of the games, and you also get the stuff with Boomer and the NFL on Sunday night, which gets you the highlights of every game played that day. And I I just that's a great way for me. You know, once you get married, have kids like I can't sit down and watch a three. hour no. game. Like, that, that's just not going to happen. So you get to see the highlights of it. And now the NHL made a really smart move at the very top. And uh, they are. They're in bed with ESPN, which means you get into so many more of the 100 million households in the United States, 325 million people in the United States. You can get into about 60% or more of those households through ESPN. So it makes you're really increasing that casual consumer of the product and uh, they're making more of us uh, interested in it. So I think it's going to be a great year for the NHL. Uh, October and November are fabulous months to be sports fans. Fabulous, because you've got football in full bloom, both college and pro. You've got the NBA starting up. You've got the NHL starting up. We just had the the World Series, which was, you know, the whole playoffs were spectacular. And uh, it's just a great time to be a sports fan. Very similar to March as, uh, as far as everything's really just popping and going strong.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, so if I ask you, what do you think is going to go all the way? What are your top teams this year? What would you say about the NHL right now? The, the NHL? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Spanish. Uh, I mean, we got off to a slow start here in Pittsburgh, so it's hard to pick them. The Flyers were surprisingly good. Uh, I, I don't know how everybody's doing in the West, Um I don't know. I saw Tampa Bay do very well last year. Uh, I was actually down there when they won. Then they lost game six to the Colorado Avalanche. Like, yeah. I, I have no reason to believe that those two teams haven't reloaded and they're going to make a run again.
1: Okay. So, th- that would be your, your favorite team. That makes I sense. So. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, hey, uh, another topic I know is crossed your heart, uh, college football, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's starting again uh so i'd love to get your your take on college football and your maybe your predictions and then the second so a topic couple... is, yeah go ahead i'm sorry no no i'm sorry you go ahead i mean yeah you. so go the ahead. other topic was obviously the nil you know we've been talking about the nil has been two years now
2: mm-hmm. uh do
1: you feel like we've made some progress when it comes to the nil or are we moving in the right directions By the way, i, I okay. saw uh lebron james son i think he signed a contract with nike so uh, you know, these are I mean for, for those kids of obviously his dad is famous, but it's it's been benefiting some of those student athletes, right? been a good yes. for them. okay, so
2: yeah, I did a little research, and um, when we talk about college sports in general, I think we have to really talk about conferences, and I do have a trivia question for you, um, yeah, Julian, at the end of this, so I want you to think about this about college sports and i we did not practice this in the green room, so yeah. I Think you might find this interesting whether mm-hmm. you can answer I will find this interesting whether you can answer or not but when we talk about uh, the power teams you know the top 20 in basketball which is wow starts tonight basically uh, across the country in men's basketball uh, 354 division one programs division two II, division three you have to look at conferences so the top conferences Without question, they call them the Power Five or the ACC, the SEC, Southeast Conference, Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, I don't like using acronyms without giving them to the audience for the casual user. And I know some people do know these conferences, obviously. Big Ten, Pac-12, and Big 12, SEC, ACC. Okay, then then there's the group of five. The AAC, the American Athletic Conference, the Conference USA, Mid-Atlantic, the MAC. The Mountain West, Sun Belt. So they are the 10 conferences you're talking specifically about football. Yeah, Obviously, Big East is a great uh, basketball conference in it. So for one of the first times ever that I can remember in a long time, Alabama has two losses uh, at the uh, early November, and uh, they are ranked 10th. Clemson is ranked 12th out of the top 10. So the top 10 for football right now, Georgia. Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Texas Christian and Dallas, Tennessee, Oregon, the top four are undefeated, LSU with two losses, USC, UCLA, both members of the Pac-12, and then Alabama. So yeah. when you look at basketball, it's North Carolina preseason here, at Gonzaga, my former employer, University of Houston, go Cougs, Kentucky, Baylor, Kansas Duke, UCLA, Creighton, and Arkansas, 11, Tennessee, 12, Texas, 15, Auburn, 20 is Alabama. So what oh. I see, to answer your question, the SEC conference is historically known to be, somehow have referred to it as the minor leagues of the NFL. It also <laughs> is a total powerhouse in men's basketball. Now, you know, that isn't earth-shattering news. That's been going on here for a couple years. But it's more clear now that nil, name image likeness, has yep. affected a conference like the SEC, Southeast Conference, in basketball and has helped propel them because they have the bigger arenas, they have the bigger stadiums, they have the bigger donors that can donate money back to the cause of signing that key player. So that is what I see going on with NIL. It's still obviously evolving. Uh, The one warning I would say to everyone out there is uh, for whatever reason, uh, the United States government has doubled the size of the IRS and is getting ready to double it. Which means uh any of these young men they get a 1099 pop possibly sent to their home house. Mom and dad opens it and says, you know, what is this? You've got this amount of money. You have to show that on your taxes. And that is all evolving. I don't know if a lot of these teams want to show and the players want to show what kind of money they're making. I don't know how much of this is a cash deal, but they uh They definitely got to keep their eye on that. And I would think the person in every athletic department that has to help them with that, their title would be a senior associate or associate athletic director for business operations and finance. This Mm -hmm. probably will create a whole nother layer of jobs that have to be filled because the responsibility is, is so important. So that's, that's something that they got to keep your eye on. So Nils is going to get bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger. And it does feel like we have a party of the ways between, and I hate that term mid-major. There's nothing mid-major about what Gonzaga does with basketball. They spend as much money as anybody, but they're not in the power five conferences. So that's where I see this thing going to answer your question, Julian.
1: That's great. That makes sense. I think we're, I think we're moving in the right direction, but it's going to be some tax implication, like you said, I think for the student athletes and they have to be ready for that. So we'll see what happens. So uh, the next topic, and I know you've been following the situation very closely with the Live Golf League. There's been some new development. Uh, Do you want to talk about that? Some of the new players coming in?
2: Yeah, a couple couple things happened. Two of the top uh, 10 players in the PGA on the men's side is uh, Xander show and another individual by the name of uh pat cantley now these are two guys that anybody that follows golf remotely you know loosely casually you know who they are mm-hmm. they allegedly are getting ready to sign with and they're very close to sign with the uh live right the number 54 because that's how many holes they play and uh, live golf is not going away uh, they already have 14 events set up for 2023 now one of the uh, big names in golf cory uh, mcelroy cory is really trying to get the pga to make peace with the uh, live
1: and uh, it's not going well why do you think that is why do you think he's trying to make peace with them
2: well i mean he's trying to bring uh, both sides together to come up with some sort of an agreement i mean this is Similar to, I think this acronym fits, uh, the, excuse me, this analogy fits. Uh, it's the ABA, American Basketball Association in the 60s and 70s yeah. and, the, and, the, and the NBA. So ABA and the NBA, both were really good leagues. And yeah. one, at one point they had a merger. Now, is that they're going to be a merger? I, I, I don't know about that, but you're going to, they're not going away. You have to acknowledge them and you have to make this thing work and if you have to share the players and share the pie and share mm-hmm. the tv rating, ratings and the tv money and the sponsorships and and everything that goes with that then uh, that's what the pga is going to have to do like it, it's they have deep deep pockets and live and uh they're going to have more events in 2023 than they did in 2022 and then i think they're going to have more in 2024 than they do in 2023
1: yeah so it's so, it's, you know, it's not going away yeah it's it's just not going away uh and the by players
2: the way. Are gonna go where the money are. They're gonna go where the money are. They are professionals. They get paid to play golf. They can play it in Europe and they can play it over here.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and they have to make a living, right? And you can't blame
2: Absolutely. them. And and your window is small. Now it's probably longer in golf than it would be in maybe, I don't know, the NFL. But it's uh definitely uh, something that you can't blame the players for. Yeah, you can.
1: And by the way, I saw that uh Charles Barkley, and I know you used to, you, you know, I mean, you you worked mm-hmm. with the Sixers at the time. We were talking mm-hmm. about the fact that he was maybe going to go and work for Leave, the Leave Golf League, but then we uh, said no. Ended up, I think uh, TNT gave him a pretty large contract, right? So...
2: I heard it was 10 years for $200 million, and he called it life-changing, uh, you know, generational money and everything. Uh, I remember what he signed for $3 million a year. And we thought that was generational money back in, uh, 88, 89 timeframe. And that that's the same salary that Michael Jordan had gotten. Michael had signed a 24 million, eight year deal. Three times eight is that new math they have out. That's 24 million. So he, they, the Sixers matched Michael Jordan's contract. And that, that certainly made Charles feel good. And, um, you know, it turned out to be a bargain. So, yeah, this is even more than that, but he's 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 really good at what he does. I mean, well, he is. And, he is. I wish well,
1: they, I wish I could say. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a huge contract. So,
2: yeah, it's it's it's, time, it's Tony Romo type money, right, for the NFL. Yeah. So or Troy Aikman type money for the NFL. Well, Tom Brady so. big
1: contract with Fox looks like it's I, I forgot. I mean, is it close to four hundred million? But still, I mean, Charles Barkley contract is waiting. Yeah. Brady- it's waiting on the table
2: whatever time he decides to hang it up uh but there's a lot unpacked unpack there i mean that wasn't on our list of discussions but you know it's always sad when there's a divorce but uh it looks like that's uh, pretty much going to happen now and uh to think that you would let that happen uh just to play one more year where you're getting beat up and you're under 500 uh i don't know was it worth it tom uh, only only he he and his wife can say it's not for us to uh, to speculate. I don't think. Yeah, but I, I
1: think there was a lot going on beyond the contract. I think she, comp- you know, this is not the first time. I think she was complaining about that. But yeah, it's none of our business. So I think we're yeah, just there. I, yeah. I agree. Um, hey, the, the the last topic is obviously the soccer World Cup in Qatar. Uh, uh-huh. That's going to start on November twentieth. Uh, right. Thirty two teams are going to compete. Now I was looking at the uh, the latest twenty twenty two World Cup odds. Right. And mm-hmm. apparently the United States, by the way, is going off as a massive 100 for one. So it's a long shot. However, mm-hmm. for Brazil, they're listed as four, four to one as a favorite. France is six yeah. to one. Argentina is 13 to two. England is seven to one. And Spain is eight to one. So mm-hmm. I know soccer is not your number one sport, but would do you see uh, winning the World Cup? And I'll tell you my. Give you my <laughs> <pick>. <laughs> well, I. I. Uh...
2: I'm going to absolutely absolutely defer to you on this. The the only thing I could share is I don't think most of us in the United States understand. I know that soccer is the number one sport in the world. I do know that. It's not number one sport in the United States. Not even close. And I know that the MLS, Major League Soccer, is somewhere between 10 and 15 best league in the world. Yeah. But when we, uh, I've had an opportunity to go to all seven continents, even Antarctica. But I remember being, and my wife pushed me on that, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. I remember being in late June of 2018 in Lisbon, Portugal. Wonderful city. Great, great country. And the bars are packed and Portugal's playing. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like you couldn't even get inside. They put it on the big screen. Like people were so jacked up and that that made sense but then we saw like germany play sweden and then mm-hmm. in the same course people were still watching that game and my question was why would someone in lisbon portugal be so excited about this like it's hard for us to relate like the incredible intoxication of soccer in in the world especially in europe and it seems like South America with Brazil, you mentioned. So I have no idea, um, you know, who's going to win it. You would know it better than me, but man, the, the appeal. And you had mentioned earlier with Qatar, you know, did they buy their way in? I mean, they're, they're obviously a member of the G20 and they've, they've got deep pockets with all the oil and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'll let, I'll defer to you on that one. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, going back to why the people, I think, We're so excited about the game. I think you mentioned Germany versus Sweden. I think, you know, if you're born and raised in Europe and you you used to watch soccer and, I mean, for some countries, soccer is a religion. I mean, if you take Brazil, I mean, it's the number one sports and that's, I don't know, it's just a culture. It's part of it. It's People love it. They love watching the game. Um, And so it's hard to explain. But I I just see your point of view. Yeah, they say Um, from the womb to the tomb, right? I'm a soccer fan, from the womb to the tomb. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. For some Americans, it might be a bit slow, but for us, you know, it's not a high-scoring game. But it's just when you've got you know Ronaldo and, and Pape or Messi playing on the field. Uh, I don't know. It's just something uh, special. But maybe I'm not objective on that. So, um, but and then as far as my favorite, you know, I'm from France, so I, I would have to go and say, look, France is going to win it. Uh, I think they're going to be right up there. However, I think we've got a lot of injuries. Uh, partially because the World Cup is going to be happening in November, uh, which is mid-season. Usually it's at the end of the season in July, which is another why some people have been saying, why are we, you know, why did we give the World Cup to Qatar? But that's a, a whole big, to- another topic on its own. But I think, uh, uh, yeah, I would. if I had to bet, I would say Brazil, or France, and even Argentina are going to be right up there. But there's always surprises in the World Cup. Uh, you know, there's always going to be some, some big teams losing about, you know again some some uh a smaller $100. team so that's what's always uh, special about the walk up you never know when you get to a knockout stage uh you know it's one game it's 90 minutes anything can happen so i'll give yeah. you
2: a dark horse you want a dark horse canada yeah. canada that's my dark horse pick
1: canada i mean they've got some good players they play for big clubs in europe you know um, davis and and some other guys so you never know even the united states they you know if they they play for some of the best clubs in the world, Barcelona, Juventus. So on paper, they have a good team. So
0: um,
1: they're so they're flying under the radar, Julian. Oh, Canada! That's right. That's right. It could be the big surprise, you know. Uh, I, I called you know, it. I called it. You go. Maybe you bet some money on it. <laughs> so, uh, but it'll be fun. Uh, I'm sure I enjoy it, and I and I hope you watch it too. And I hope the listeners also uh watch the walk up it'll be it'll be fun.
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, I know the world will be watching, that's for sure. That's for sure, yeah. Oh, my trivia question. We never got to my trivia question. Real yes, fast. Yes, go there's, ahead. There's, there's in college sports, there's roughly in division 1, there's 354 division 1 teams for basketball in particular. Yeah. The 35 conferences, only one conference has not have a change of membership only one conf- athletic conference has had a change of ownership of membership every other conference except this one has had members leave and members come into their conference what is the name of that conference
1: and and you mentioned and I'm not an expert anyway right when it comes to those big conferences but if i had to take but you you did mention those big conferences in, you know in, earlier in the show right so yes we yes we maybe did. the uh, maybe Pac-12. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe Pac-12. Oh, Pac-12
2: has been torn up so many different ways this Sunday and okay. been coming and going. Uh, would you like me just to give you the answer, yes, or do you want- do? Yeah. Go do ahead. You, want you want a hint? Yes. The hint is this academic conference is th- this athletic conference stresses academics.
1: And like I said, I'm not an expert in any way. Um, I'm gonna give it to you, okay? It's the
2: ancient eight, it's the Ivy League. There's only eight of them. They go back to the 20s, 30s, yes. So the original four members were Harvard, Yale, Ah. and and Princeton. Then they added Brown, Columbia, Cornell, and they added uh, Dartmouth. And they're all in the New England area, the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New England area.
1: Well, you know, I was going to say, I I mean, I I, knew what you were referring to, but I I was going to say Harvard, but I didn't know which league they were in. That's
2: okay. I mean, I find that very, because they don't want to dirty themselves with non-academic universities as far as their mind you know which, which i think is a lesson in there for all of us that you know birds of a feather flock together right yeah so we are who we
1: associate with
2: they don't want to associate with non-ivy league schools
1: yeah. which makes sense i think for them because they're part of this league and you know they've got their values right so i think we have to respect that absolutely and yeah. it's their choice who they let in and who, who leaves right so yeah that makes sense that's well, all Luka. i got I, I didn't answer your question correctly, but look, like I said, always great talk to you. So uh, thank you uh, again you too, for your time today.
2: You too, Julian. Have, have a great week, and I hope everybody's doing well out there in uh, podcast land. Sounds great. Thank you. All the, yep, all the best. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by IBAudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.